Do you struggle with panic attacks in your relationship? Now, maybe you're with a toxic person or a narcissist and you struggle with how that actually happens on a day-to-day basis. You might have wonder if there's a connection between narcissistic abuse and your anxiety symptoms. We see a lot of different symptoms that come out from being with a toxic person. And a lot of those, those range from having mental, emotional effects to psychological, to feelings, to different things that are happening inside your body that you're like, I don't know how this actually connects. Well, living or interacting with a narcissistic person can take a toll on your mental and your emotional well-being. It often leads people to develop different aspects of anxiety, having different anxiety symptoms, including panic attacks. So we're going to talk through a little bit of the relationship between narcissistic abuse and panic attacks and how this actually is going about, how you're actually seeing this in your life. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse, to be able to share and show some of the stuff that I've done in my relationship that has broken other people down, that has damaged other people, and to try to help you understand more about it so we can start building a path forward in your healing process how to be able to grow, how to be able to change, develop you into the person that you're called to be. Well, my journey included a lot of different pieces of mental and emotional abuse where other people thought they were crazy, where they felt like they didn't understand what was going on. One of those high levels of anxiety would cause panic attacks, would cause people to act and feel and respond a certain way. The main person that came under the attack of panic attacks in my relationship was typically my wife of getting overwhelmed and overburdened by what I was doing, what I was saying, how I was making her feel to the point that she would get panic attacks. Now, they weren't necessarily on a weekly basis, but they were fairly often in where I would push her to that place where she would feel that way. Then I would get frustrated that she even had a panic attack. I'd get frustrated at the inconvenience of that in my life. You see how cold, see how callous this is? This is how I would act. This is how I would respond. The wild thing is I would push her to the place where she would have a panic attack, get annoyed and mad that she had a panic attack, then feel bad that I got annoyed and mad, and then come back and try to comfort her, and then she would reject that because I'd already put her in an unsafe place causing the panic attack, then I'd get mad even more. Like it's just this loop that goes back and forth, back and forth. So when we talk about this aspect of panic attacks, we need to be able to look into it and see and understand that with narcissistic abuse, this does happen. Like not just in my relationship, but it's happened in multiple relationships. I've talked to many people in and out of the relationship where they've been with this panic attack, with these anxiety-ridden things that happen in their life. When we talk about understanding narcissistic abuse and seeing how it works to be able to promote this aspect of having panic attacks and high anxiety, you have to be able to connect with understanding the manipulation the emotional manipulation, the gaslighting, and the lack of empathy that comes to the table that puts you under a constant stress. This constant stress, a lot of times, we'll talk about as being cognitive dissonance, holding two opposing thoughts at the same time and not knowing which thought to believe or which thought to go towards. It leaves you in this limbo land, which typically immobilizes you and doesn't let you actually move forward in any decision in the relationship. This puts you under a constant stress. Sometimes you might experience cognitive dissonance by going to the store and trying to decide, what do I get? Do I get this product or this product, this item or this item? There's a moment of like, I don't know. That's like the limbo land, that it feels stressful in a a brief second. But when you're with a narcissist, that stress continues 24-7. And the constant stress and invalidation experience in a relationship with a narcissist can can significantly get you to the place of where you're dealing with high anxiety 
where you're dealing with high stress, where you're in this limbo land, where you feel stuck. And so many times people will get to this place and they won't know what to do next, how to be able to move forward. And it just feels like that stress is building up over and over and over again. And the majority of times we'll see where people get so stressed that then it starts to affect them in other areas of their life. Not just other areas, but other parts of their body how they respond to it, how they interact with it, the migraines that they get, the the autoimmune disease, the OCD, the different pieces that come out to bring them to a place of maybe getting panic attacks. So this is something that we see many times when people are put in an environment that's trying to make them feel crazy. Think about your relationship really quick. Narcissist, maybe he's at the place where he's using different tactics, belittling, demeaning, criticizing you, creating an environment that's just a constant mix of this anxiety and stress. Oftentimes, these assaults on like emotionally on you will lead to a heightened state of anxiety and get you to a place of panic attack episodes. Like, are, Do you have this in your life? Is this something that you're seeing like a part of this? Narcissist at the end of the day doesn't care if they put you in this state. They care how it looks on them if you do this in public, or they care how it looks on them if you go down this road to the panic attacks and it's affecting so many different things, but they don't really care how you got there because typically how they got, how you got there is going through this process of being with a toxic person. So in order for them to even acknowledge that there is a panic attack, they'd have to acknowledge their own existence of being a toxic person. This is what I never wanted to do in any of my relationships. I never wanted to admit that I was toxic. I never wanted to admit that I had something wrong with me or that I was doing something that was inappropriate or wrong to the other person. So as a result, panic attacks just didn't exist. Like there wasn't a reality in my world that panic attacks even were there. You're just overreacting. Like you're just acting silly. Like you're, you just need to trust God more. Like there's so many different pieces to it that I wanted to be able to control and limit and say like this doesn't actually exist. I didn't believe it did. It didn't exist in my world. And so a lot of times you'll see where narcissists will invalidate your feelings, your emotions, and even your panic attacks to try to make themselves feel better. Because I didn't want to acknowledge that that was me. I didn't want to acknowledge that I did that. Because then I'd have to acknowledge the stuff that's inside Then I have to acknowledge that I was actually the person that pushed another person to do that. Well, we need to be able to see some of the triggers, some of the things that are actually happening when we talk about panic attacks with a narcissist. So what are panic attacks exactly? Okay, Intense episodes of fear or discomfort that manifest both physically, emotionally, psychologically. Like a lot of times you'll see this where just like the person will spiral out, not knowing what to be able to do. Like different aspects of the panic attacks in like the aspect of environment might end up having like shortness of breath, like dizziness, chest pain, like feelings of impending doom or loss of control. Like oftentimes it's this this, uh, anxiety piece that raises up in people saying like, I don't know what to do. And it leaves them in a state of like helplessness. I remember one time when my wife went through an anxiety episode and she's there, she's struggling to breathe. Like there wasn't physical violence, but she's there sitting on the floor being like, I don't know how to be able to breathe. Like she couldn't actually like get the words out, get the things out because of how much anxiety and stress was on her life in that moment. So you need to be able to understand like when you're in these moments, sometimes people attribute that to, you know, physical things going on, but oftentimes it's coming in and it's, and it's being exemplified in the toxic relationship. Like, this is a piece you need to understand. The narcissist, again, the narcissist does not care. They don't care what's being caused. 
They don't care the, the end result of their actions. They just care of how you actually inconvenience them. It's very, very clear to be able to make sure that you understand this, of how these connect. A lot of times in the triggers that's going on in narcissistic abuse, there might be just confrontations. There might be this big argument, this blow up. There might be something along the lines of public humilia humiliation of like, this is something that I have to be able to push down or you humiliated me back and forth. There could be a sudden change in the narcissistic behavior and you're like, I don't know what is actually true. And it leaves you on pins and needles not knowing how to be able to respond, how to be able to act to this person. And it will put you in a state of high anxiety and sometimes leading to panic attacks. So what do you actually need to do to be able to work through these? Okay, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a licensed professional to work with you on exactly panic attacks. Okay, I do work with people is the story that they believe. Oftentimes that puts them in the state of the high anxiety, that puts them in the state of anxiety, that puts them in the state of a trauma bond. And so we need to approach this by understanding the different pieces that are there and be able to start helping you set up healthy boundaries so that this person doesn't continue to control you, doesn't continue to put you in this state of high anxiety. This is what's key to be able to give you space. Or a lot of times I'll use the word capacity to be able to grow, to be able to develop. You might need to go through deep breathing exercises. You might need to go through grounding techniques. Like sometimes I'll work with clients with, with tapping or EMI, like trying to help them regulate and re-engage different pieces of their mind. Changing up mindfulness practices, like looking at, at different, different modes and different aspects to switch your brain into being able to pull out of that. Sinking therapy, getting these sport groups, establishing healthy boundaries is one of the biggest things when we talk about narcissists. The hard thing is people typically don't set boundaries, then they typically don't keep boundaries, and then they wonder why the boundaries don't work, because they're not being consistent. You have to be able to put yourself in a safe environment to be able to heal. It's almost impossible to heal when you're not in a safe environment, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Like if you're struggling with some of this, you need to understand there's a high level of this that's getting put on you by being in a toxic relationship. You're with a person today and you're like, I don't know if they're narcissists or not. I want you to go to escapetoxicity.com. Links down below for a seven-day challenge for $7. You get lifetime access to the community. You're able to go through the challenge on a day-to-day -day basis and start to see what narcissistic abuse actually is, what it actually looks like, how it's exemplified. And this is the first step in your healing journey. And this, if this opens up the door for you and you're like, this is exactly what I needed, that's what the plan is, to continue moving you forward in your healing journey to move towards a growth mindset. If you want to speed up the process even more and you want to talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, you can go to rawmotivations.com. Would love to interact with you. Would love to help you move forward in your healing, your growth, and your change.